You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely other half, Dr. Jess. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm fine. I want you to talk dirty to me. I want you. I want you right now. You smiling and laughing at me doesn't help with the confidence here. I'm not laughing. I was just <laughs> smiling at you. What do you think I want to hear in bed when I say talk dirty? I think you want to hear that that I want you, that I, I can't stop thinking about you. You never say that. If you know I want no, to hear I that. Know, <laughs> I know it. It doesn't mean it's what I say. So why don't you say that? Because I feel stupid. Hmm. Talking dirty, I feel dumb. Perfect I, setup I, for I, this yeah, episode. Exactly. Is it really? Well, I think so, because we're going to be talking about dirty talk, and I think so many of us feel that way. But can I ask you something? In the heat of the moment, when you're like all riled up and you're turned on, you know that I'm liking it and you're liking it, do you feel less silly? No, I still feel silly. Oh, that's because interesting. I, because I don't know what to say. Because, But you do know what to say because you just said it as in jest. Yes, but in the moment, it's like I'm drawing... <laughs> so many puns here. You're shooting I'm, dra- blanks. I'm, sh- I'm drawing blanks here, right? <laughs> well, yeah, anyhow, I-, I was thinking that what I find is that the more turned on I am, the less self-conscious I am. Like mm. if I'm in the heat of the moment, because I don't worry about what's going on around me. I don't think about anybody else's needs. <laughs> that's, But that's my problem. My problem is that I'm constantly paying attention to everything that's happening around me and I'm not Im- immersed in the moment. Even when I'm really into things, I'm still cognizant of how much noise is being made or, or y- y- you know, just the environment. And that really detracts from what's happening. So what do we do about that? I mean, I know what we can do about that. What do you want to do about that? I look at it as my problem. I think I have to really get into the headspace and also not care as much. I mean, you make noise, you make noise. Somebody hears you. It's not the end of the world. What's the consequence if someone hears us? Not much. Like maybe they're there's gonna, some embarrassment. They're going to kick us out of our own but even house? As, <laughs> out of my own house, yeah. You. But isn't it amazing how even as I'm saying these words out loud, you're, you're like, what is the consequence? And then my own perception of sex, like there's this fear of what somebody else might think if I have it. Oh my gosh, right? Oh, oh my gosh, if you hear it and your children hear you, it's a conversation. But we don't have kids. So speak about like, what are you talking about? So what, if, you're, if your dad hears us? Okay, so what happens if my dad hears us? Your Irish Catholic father hears us. Okay, but and what are the consequences? Nothing, except I feel awkward. Hey, okay. I was upstairs and we were doing it. Okay. but I was getting pegged. But no. he's not here right now. <laughs> so what about when he's, he hasn't been here in a while. Yeah. What, why are you conscious about sound without him here? Um, I, I really don't know. I guess it's ingrained in me where I just have to be mindful where other people shouldn't hear you doing it. So it's it's a much deeper conversation to have, right? We'd look at you trying to not have it right now. Yeah, no, I'm definitely trying to not have it right now. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I do. I genuinely feel uncomfortable when I feel like somebody else is listening. Or Well, our windows are always open. Yeah. And like the kids are playing in the lane and mm-hmm. our houses are touching other houses. So do you think about the neighbors? Yeah, I do. I'm aware of it. For sure I am. Hmm. Because in all the years that we've lived here, and we've lived here a long time, I don't think I've ever heard anybody else 
having sex. So maybe people just don't that's, have sex that's here. That's correct. We are the only people <laughs> on the street having you know, sex. You know no. what the thing is? People just need to make more noise. No, hang on. Actually, our previous, previous neighbors, they had a woman living with them for a while. And her bedroom abutted my office, the office we're sitting in right now. And they had sex in the afternoon all the time. A little afternoon delight on I, the regular? Yeah, it didn't really bother me, but I joked about it to the... I was like, there was a lot of sex happening in this house. And I think it was bothering the couple who actually owned the house because they're... <laughs> you know, if you don't know the houses we live in, but they're quite open concept, all the houses are the same. So, so to go back to it, we're going to be talking about dirty talk today. But kind of bring it back to the beginning, I'm asking what you think I want to hear. You know some of the things I want to hear. And you say you feel silly saying it. And I was saying, just to kind of bring this all full circle, that the more turned on I get, the more immersed in the experience I get, the less I care about feeling silly. Like the inhibitions just drop and that aligns with the science, suggesting that as you get more turned on, those inhibitions plummet. But I wonder if you're holding yourself back from even letting those inhibitions go because you've you've got this other thing, the self-consciousness piece that isn't related to dirty talk, but related to being heard. And that holds you back from dirty talk. Is that a, like a long... Yeah, there's uh... a lot to unpack there, but <laughs> but you're right. And I do know what you want to hear. And, and I should say there have been instances where I have gotten into it and I've played with it a bit, but I've needed to really push myself. I hear you talk in bed all the time. You always say shit to me. What else do you think I want to hear? <laughs> Hold on. What do you want to hear or what do I want to hear? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm on me first. <laughs> me, 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 me. What do you think I want to hear? Like I said, I think you want to hear that I want you, that I desire, that I can't wait to get my claws into you that I can't wait to have sex with you, that your body feels incredible. And well, don't look at me while you're saying it. It's too much. <laughs> might, have to cut, might have to cut this podcast short. I also, I like um, other little things you say. I don't want to share everything. And I'm sorry, folks. Like, I wish I could share more, but there's days when I'm like more vulnerable. And today's a pretty vulnerable day because of some other stuff. But I, I like it when you say like, I'm a good girl. I like it when you call me like a good girl and kind of control me a little because it's a little subversive because I know I'm not. I mean, know I'm a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, what? I don't mind when you like tell me I'm being bad, but it's not as exciting as when you tell me I'm being good because hmm. it's so much the opposite of, I think, how you perceive me or how I perceive myself. And so, sorry, I kind of just put you on the spot right in the beginning and That's opened okay. up this can of worms. But uh, I'd like to talk about Dirty Talk and pull some content actually from my latest book, co-authored by Marla Renee Stewart, and that's The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay, because we dedicate a big section to verbal seduction. And I've talked about it many times that I'm a very audio person. Like the other day, I ran into a guy that I went to junior school with. And so I haven't seen him in, I, actually, I think we went to high school for a bit together as well. So I haven't seen him in over 20 years. And he said, oh, Jessica O'Reilly, and I didn't recognize him at all, but then I processed his voice and I was able to remember who he was. So like voices really leave an impact on me. So for me, I'm less visual than I am audio. Although I have to say lately, I'm feeling more visual with you. So I don't know like what I'm tapping into or what has changed in my life, but I would never, you know, see somebody and think, oh, they're really hot. Like I'd like to have sex with them. That would never happen for me, but their personality, especially the way they speak, their cadence, their tone, their language. So what you're saying is you were drawn to my personality. Mm, your voice. My voice. No, I mean, you're nice to look at, obviously. That's <laughs> that's a part of it. But I've never been like immediately sexually turned on by something visual. And lately, I'm finding that I am. And I'm wondering if it's because I'm under a little bit of stress and 
I want multiple senses to kind of overwhelm me. So yeah, I want to hear things. I want to feel things physically, but I also need to see things, which is just brand new. This just started a couple of weeks ago. But today we're, we're going to be talking about dirty talk. And before we dive in, and I want to share, I don't know, 50, 100 different dirty talk lines and try them out and we can practice them. Uh, but I do want to shout out our sponsor. So you've probably heard me talk about Ioba toys in the past and the Oh My G, which is a super, super quiet G-spot massager, but I just received another Ioba Toys package, and this one is the Oh My C, so it's a silent clitoral massager. It fits right into the palm of your hand, and it has this unique kind of rotating massaging pearl stimulation that is intended for external play because I was saying that the oh my G you could use externally but this one's definitely designed for external play because you just kind of hold it in your hand and you put it down there and it's of course you know high quality silicone and body safe but it's an external toy so more my vibe and I'm pretty excited about it and folks can check it out at iobatoys.com uh, that's I-O-B- a. So iobatoys.com, it's the OMIC, and you can save, I believe it's 30% with code Dr. Jess. And this is some really cool technology because I the OMIG was the first toy using this technology that I had seen. I thought it was really cool. Uh, because I'm more of an external person, I was kind of off market using it <laughs> externally, but I'm excited to see this OMIC, which is kind of rounder. It's sort of the shape of a computer mouse and you hold it nicely in your hand. And I've already tried it. And I li- and it has the Dr. Jess approval. I like it. So do check that out at iobatoys.com. So, and also I should mention that I will put a video clip of it on my Instagram shortly. So I want to talk dirty talk. And first I want to start by saying that I think what you are describing, that feeling of silliness, is pretty universal, right? Especially on a podcast when I just put you on the spot and say, hey, talk dirty to me. And dirty, I always remind people, is a bit of a misnomer because dirty talk can be loving or raw or raunchy or edgy or silly or fun or even funny or sweet, or romantic, and it ties back to erotic emotional connections. So you've heard me talk about core erotic feelings and elevated erotic feelings, and this really entails understanding how your partner wants to feel, right? Like, how do you want to feel to get in the mood for sex, and what feelings take sex to another level? So if you think about dirty talk in terms of making your partner feel a certain way, from my perspective, that can take away some of those intimidating feelings that make you feel a little bit silly. So it's not about what I'm saying. It's about how my words are making you feel. So what I was thinking was that we could play with different types of dirty talk and practice them and folks can practice them at home or wherever you are. And, you know, I do think one thing that holds people back is that our model for dirty talk, like our model for many things sexual, comes from porn where there's this emphasis on screwing harder and stronger and faster and jamming it in holes and getting rough and just talking about the size and... Just random holes or... Any orifice. Any, any hole. Any orifice. And I think these approaches have obviously worked for some people in some situations, but for many of us, it, it feels like too much, right? And so we avoid it altogether because we think, well, I don't talk like a porn star, so how can I talk? So... I thought we could start with different types of dirty talk. So if you're the type of person, for example, who's turned on by being monogamous, being wanted, kind of being the only one, there are some more kind of obvious lines you can use, right? So you you might want to hear like, I'll never want anyone but you. 
you know, you're too good. No one could possibly compare. You know, I love how you treat me. You're the only one for me. You can do anything you want. You might be turned on by possession, right? Like you're all mine. I adore every part of you. I want you to use me or I want you, I want to use your body all night long. Or you might say like, I want this to last forever or I can't imagine being with anyone else. I can't imagine it being so good. I want this for the rest of my life. I love you so much. You know, when you, when you do me like this, I feel even closer. And like, so those are more kind of romantic, monogamous focused lines I don't know, do you, would you want to hear any of those? Be honest, like if I said I'll never any, want anyone but you. It, it immediately does not do it for me. But again, situationally, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends what we're doing, how we're feeling, what we're getting into. So, I mean, all of these could work, but none of them are the, you know, none of them really kind of set me off. Can you say any of them? Like, can you practice them? Like, There's no one else I want other than you. And okay. I never want this to end. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't do too, too much for me. I definitely want to feel desired. You know what I would like? I would like I love you. Like I think in sex, I would love to hear I love you because I don't think you, like you say I love you all the time. Every time we hang off the phone, every time you walk out the door, every time we go to bed, you say I love you all the time. But I don't think during sex you say I love you. No, I don't think I do. I think... I don't inspire love. (laughs) But even (laughs) (laughs) But even as I'm saying those lines to you, I feel awkward. And I know that people are listening. I know I know that. And, but there's no one here right now. It's just you and I. Mm-hmm. And I feel so ridiculous Why? saying those words. And I think it's because I know that people are listening to me and maybe judging me. So Of course they're judging you. Yeah, I did not say that line very well. It was a <laughs> no, line. Okay. Line, please. Line. But the delivery was off. There was one person who asked me to kick you off the podcast. Yeah, that person was angry. Wow. <laughs> I hope they're listening right now because I'm just going to keep talking. (laughs) Yeah, so the monogamous ones aren't as exciting to me. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't be exciting to someone else's partner. And if I had to explain it, not that everything requires an explanation, but I think I really know that you're committed to me. I really feel loved by you. And that feels so good. But it doesn't necessarily feel erotic because erotic to me, for me personally, not for everyone, is about like a little bit of risk, a little bit of edge. And so that kind of moves us into non-monogamous fantasies and desires that you can play with through Dirty Talk because that's something we've done over the years. Mm-hmm. That's something that I worked through with many, many couples, like especially couples who are mostly monogamous so their lifestyle and their relationship is monogamous but once in a while they you know go to a club or once in a while they go down to desire especially couples who go to desire just once a year they have their fun it creates a little bit of tension it creates a little bit of risk it creates novelty a little bit of fear and that sort of fills their tank for the year until they not not that that's the only pleasure they get but it gives them the risk they need and If you maybe are monogamous, but you like to play with non-monogamous fantasies, you can do that through dirty talk, right? And that's something that you can really perfect and can be very exciting and I think can really draw you into the moment. In fact, I wonder for you, Brandon, because you talk about being, you know, self-conscious and being worried about whether the neighbors are listening. I do think sometimes when you get into certain fantasies, you get more into that moment, right? Like if it's so, so for example, just to give an example, so you might say to a partner, 
like, I can't wait to share you. I'm ready to have that threesome now. I'm going to bring them in. You deserve like so much more than one. I want to give it to you. I want to set up, I want to set up a threesome for you. I want to set up the best orgy you've ever had. Or this weekend is all about you. We're all here to please you. Or, you know, of course I want to share you. I'm going to invite someone over to play. And you can play and weave with those lines, right? So we've already been through, I don't know, at least more than a dozen kind of dirty talk lines. What about those things? Like, do those do anything for you? I mean, yeah. I sort of know the answer. Yeah, but. of course. Yeah, no, they definitely do. But on the flip side, it's like when I've tried to incorporate those in for you, it has not done it for you. Yeah, it's not something that really gets me going. And again, not to always have to go to explanations, but I wonder if partly owing to my gender, I know I can get a lover. I know I can get laid. I know like people express their desire for me mm-hmm. more clearly than for you. And so like the excitement of being wanted might be more excited for exciting for you or the scenario of like me sharing you with someone. And I know that can be very possessive language, but for some people that's a turn on, mm-hmm. can be a turn on. And what I've found is that for many couples, just talking about threesomes can be so much more exciting than the challenge and logistics of actually trying to have one. Now, some people do have threesomes, and actually we have a show coming up on threesomes shortly. So that's interesting. So you like to hear these things. Can you, like, what is it you like to feel when you hear these things? I like to feel desired. I like to feel that I know that you want me. I like when somebody else wants me. Right? That works. That does it for me. So, and I know for some people that could be upsetting, the concept of someone else wanting you being more exciting than my wanting you. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that is that it can also be exciting to have someone want you when you don't know they want you, right? Like when, when I say I want you, you already know. I've told it, I've been telling it to you for 20 years, right? I've been showing you. But the risk of someone who could potentially reject you wanting you. Not that I can't reject you, but I'm not going to I'm probably not going to blanket reject you forever and ever and ever. So there's something more exciting about something new. It's that it's new relationship energy. It's the unknown, it's the risk, it's the butterflies, right? We talk about butterflies being related to anxiety and fear of rejection, right? When people get butterflies, they think it's because something's really special. But really what it is, is it's a little bit of anxiety and that affects your digestive tract and that affects your anal sphincter and it contracts. And so you get butterflies in your tummy and you think it's true love, but it's just anal sphincter it's just contractions. An- <laughs> Do you just try and take my punchline? I did. And you I couldn't did. even say it. You know what? I just an- <laughs> Get your own. Get your own. So, yeah, so that's that's an interesting way to go, too, to play with non-monogamy fantasies, whether you are monogamous or not. So that's a whole category of dirty talk. Other categories could just be kind of playfulness, right? You know, do you like it when I touch you there? Like, I, I want to wrap my hands around here. I might be kind of bratty and say, I always get what I want. Remember that, right? And play with that. I can say, you know, what, like, you look so cute like that, or you can have me any way you want. I can say, you know, let's wrestle, and play and see where it goes, I might say, you want this, don't you? Right? And kind of play with the inquisitive. I could tease you to draw more out of you and say, I know what you're thinking. And I notice myself adjusting my voice, not on purpose, as I do this. And of course, it reminds me of the things my mom used to say to me growing up, Jessica, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And so (laughs) the tone, the volume, the cadence, the speed, 
can help to, I think, increase comfort when you're talking dirty? Like, do you find that if maybe you were to whisper something and it was in the dark, you might be more comfortable? Yeah, I do. I also think that speaking to you and doing other things, meaning touching you, grabbing you, looking you in the eyes, helps me, right? Like if I were to say something dirty to you in bed, I always think about how I try to make eye contact with you. And that's so overwhelming for me. I know. And that's why I do it <laughs> because I know that it works. But if I, so I will couple whatever it is I'm saying with something that I know works well. So, you know, another idea is just to do that. Somebody likes to be touched in a, like on their stomach, on their leg, on their thigh, wherever, you know, you're touching them and you tell them how much you like it or how much they, or play with that, right? Like playing with something that you know that already works. So you're saying that that gives you a boost in confidence and kind of lowers that feeling of embarrassment or silliness because you're doing one thing you know I like and then if the dirty talk line doesn't <laughs> land. No, I'm serious. No, I'm, I'm laughing because it's true. That's exactly it. It's, I know this is going to work. I'm trying something else here because I do. I want to mix it up. I want to keep it. I want to do something that works for you. You've come to me, let's just say in this instance, and said, I want to do this or I know that, you know, you like this. So, of course, I want to, you know, play on that. So, I'm going to do two things at once, knowing that I got a 50% chance of uh, keeping you in the mood because the thing I'm doing <laughs> is working. You know, I'm curious when you talk about looking me in the eye, and I, I do find eye contact so overwhelming with you. And especially when we're close together. And I'm wondering if that's your way of being a little bit dominant too. Because, and I want to just jump into some of these other categories. You know, dirty talk can also be dominant, right? So it can say, you know, I could say, you have to follow all of my rules right now. Or get on your hands and knees and wait like a good boy. Or Sounds like you're getting a little kinky. Of course. Aren't I always? Spread your legs for me like your body is mine tonight. Or you better do what I say or I'm not going to give it to you. Or I might say, you know, I'm in charge, so you're going to do what I want. Or I might say, be good and go get me my boots. Or I might say, do this now, or I'm not going to let you finish. But if you're good, oh, I can't even say this for everyone right now. <laughs> I can't even do it. Uh... Uh, um, so and then so that could be like the dominant side. And then you can also use dirty talk to be submissive because some people have been, you know, sending in questions about how to be a dom, how to be a sub. Um, so you can play with submission. Like yeah, I could say maybe you could spank me or I could say I've been very, very bad. I could ask you. I could say, come over here and show me that you're in charge. Or I could say, yes, sir, whatever you like. I think I say that sometimes, like anything you want, sort of playing with that. Or I could might say... I'm here for you to fulfill whatever it is you want. Tell me what to do. Or I could tell you that, you know, I'm surrendering it all to you right now. Or I could say, I'm yours for the taking. Do what you want with my body. Right? There's all these different ways to play. It's interesting to hear you say all these things because I almost, because of my discomfort, I almost always go to a joking place in terms of how I'm going to respond. So thinking about it right now, it's like, just don't say anything. Do you know what I mean? It, rather than breaking it with my own discomfort by cracking a joke or doing something like that, I'm like, just listen. Just, Brandon, shut your mouth, enjoy it, and then push the boundaries or your comfort from there because I'm I'm comfortable pushing back, right? But I don't mind if you joke around. No, like, I know. I, but I don't mind a little bit of joking. Sometimes I feel like the joking is meant to, to cut the tension, but really the tension is just with myself. It's on me and also knowing that I'm just not, not sure what to say to respond. So, 
you know, it's the idea that just don't say anything, think about the situation for just a fraction of a second rather than cutting a joke, and then respond back in a way that is equally flirtatious. Yeah, that makes sense. So I've got all these different categories to get through. I'm going to run out of time. Sometimes you can you can also use dirty talk, you know, around consent, right, to cultivate consent. So, you know, do you want to do this tonight? Can I touch you right here? What parts do you want my tongue to taste? I'd love to put my fingers here. Will you let me? Or I'd love to put my blank on your blank. What do you think? Or can I tear your clothes off? It's all I've been thinking about. Or can I do you right here and toss you around like a rag doll? Or do you want me to hold you down while you scream and resist? And then, of course, you can talk about safe words. Also, you can use dirty talk just to give directions, right? You can say, come in my mouth. I want to taste you. Or if that's what you want, grab my head and make me do it, right? Or do you like this? Tell me that you love it. I use that one. Do you, do like, you this? like this? <laughs> You're like, where are mine? Where are Where's mine? It's like, I've got three lines. Haven't you said them already? <laughs> I might say, you can also use it to seduce, right? So go get undressed and wait for me in bed. Or kiss me hard. I want more. I want you to undress me slowly. Or I want you to tear my clothes off. Do it. Doucement. Doucement. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going with jokes. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I think if you're more into taboos, dirty talk can also be used to play with taboos, right? Like, can can you tie me up? It's something I've been wanting to try. Or, I don't know, I want to give you a golden shower and get dirty with you. Or, collar me. I want to be your perfect little pup. Or, let's shoot something together. I want to watch you on video. Or, you know, you can use it to talk about what you want to do in the future, right? Like, I, I want to do it in public, or let's go to a sex club and show you off. And that's the other thing with fantasy, right? So, and dirty talk. So if there's something that you want to do, but you're not going to do it for whatever reason, maybe you don't have access, maybe it doesn't work within the context of your relationship, maybe you're not ready to try it in real life, you can talk it out, right? Like you can threesomes, sex clubs, orgies, you can talk about it like it's the real thing. And it can be crazy hot. I mean, I don't know if you can speak to that. A yeah, I can definitely speak to that. I mean, playing out fantasies, knowing that it's just a fantasy, and it doesn't have to go anywhere else logistics, like the all the other things that accompany it that I think you don't realize you don't have to worry about when you're uh, fantasizing. Absolutely. You don't have to worry about how does somebody get home if they're if you're having a threesome or how do you kind of segue from sex into whatever's next. Right. Or maybe you're like Rosa and you only have two wine glasses. So what's the third person going to drink out of after? Exactly. Right. <laughs> the other piece around dirty talk has to do with ego stroking. So I think pretty much almost everybody loves to know how great they are. And so you can obviously talk about their body, like, you know, you're so fine. I want to taste you. I want to show you off to the world. I've never had it so good. You just make me want more and more. I can't get enough of you. You know, like I, I come harder. It feels better with you than I've ever felt before. You know, I can't even take care of myself the way you take care of me. Like you can play with all of this. I'd do anything to get more of you. I tell everyone how lucky I am. You taste good. You smell good. I crave you all day long. Anybody would be lucky to have you. Everybody wants you. I can't walk when we're done. I feel so good. You're all I think about. I can't get work done when I think about you or your body or what you do with your hands. So all of these lines, by the way, are somewhere spread out in the book in The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay. So I need to put credit there because they're a, an amalgam. They're put together by both Marla and I. And another piece that Marla reminded me of is that so many people get turned on by recalling sexual memories. So you can also play with dirty talk 
with that whole like remember when like remember that time on the beach when or I want to go back to that theater where we snuck into the back row oh that's me a hundred percent you were in the theater no not in the theater <laughs> thank you <laughs> I was the person in the back of the theater no recalling experiences like I find like when there are certain things right now I was thinking of it yeah that works for me gets me going yeah the talk feels real to me but you do have to let yourself go so that's why i'm kind of surprised that you're that you said in the beginning that you kind of struggled to let go because i noticed that when we talk about these things you really get your head in the game and your body <laughs> well i i do feel like i'm in the game it's just that if that that moment where i really am immersed is could be 10 percent, and it's a shame to think about 90 percent being distracted by you know things around you that don't really matter in the moment mm -hmm. so again that's for me to focus on just letting those go and if i could get to you know 20 percent, 30 percent, all the way up to whatever it'll just be that much better makes sense makes sense now the other thing i wanted to chat about is if you're brand brand new to dirty talk like just pri like you say you're nervous and silly but you do talk yeah i do talk enough and I, do, I do say i say a few things you say the words i say the words i know 18 of them nine words so sometimes it's just about getting comfortable letting sounds out in bed because so many of us have been taught to be quiet, especially when we think about early sexual experiences, often masturbating. You're doing so in shame and secrecy as quickly as you can. You're trying not to get caught and you create that potentially negative association with pleasure. And so you stifle your sounds. And when we stifle our sounds, we affect our breathing. And when we stifle our breathing, it can affect our sexual response. So sometimes it's just about practicing making noises, like just starting with Mm, or yes, or ah, or don't stop. And just like those words to practice saying do, something. Do you feel like you express yourself naturally when you're when we're having sex it or really, when you're masturbating? It really depends where we are, hmm. right? It depends who's home. Like the other day we were in the hotel and the way our hotel room was positioned was right <laughs> next to the garden, the garden patio, patio where everyone having tea. Everybody was everyone having, having tea. Their, their tea in the English garden. Oh, it's the rumpus in the room next door. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that man is being pegged repeatedly. <laughs> is that why you were talking to me in a British accent? Uh, this is awesome. Say come for me in a British accent. Won't you come for me? <laughs> Won't you come over here and come for me? for me <laughs> oh, am i as, a, as an elderly british lady come for me some tea and crumpets and then you can come on my face <laughs> <laughs> i really uh, now i want tea and crumpets but that's it that's all <laughs> do you have any extra cream <laughs> <laughs> say cream for me <laughs> i think we should stop <laughs> I've just alienated a small, an island. <laughs> a big island. Yes. Well, that island has done a lot of damage yes. over the years. So all the, all the damage they've done, yes. they can take a little bit back. Yeah. So the other thing is people find that sometimes when they're talking dirty and they're new to it, that just keeping the volume really low or the sounds really muffled can help to ease you into it. Like even when I say these dirty talk lines right now, I notice I lower my voice. I have a lot of voices. Really, you do? Because <laughs> I, I don't think you do. You have different, different tones of voice, different cadence, as you said. Well, my friends said they don't recognize me on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to use the British fellow <laughs> the next time. <laughs> the uh, next time I'm bad? Yeah. Tell me I'm a very good girl. Well, with a British accent? Sure. You're, <laughs> you're a very good girl. 
That wasn't even British. I don't know what that was. You know what? Whatever. Do it in Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a good girl. I want to play with your nipples. Just let me twist them. <laughs> Tell me you want to twist the right one. I want to twist the right nipple. Okay, now just do it in your regular voice. Tell me I'm a really good girl. You're a real good girl. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of an Austrian. Oh, an Austrian accent right now. I like it. I like it. Well, it's funny because we're sitting here laughing and I do think it's okay to laugh and misspeak and let the awkwardness kind of flow because it does cut the tension and it kind of yeah. laughter actually brings you back to the present moment. Like when we're sitting here laughing, I'm not worrying about like my sound levels or anything. I know people are like, yeah, your sound sucks, <laughs> Jess. We know you don't care about your sound levels. Brandon's yelling like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but the laughter really does just bring you into the moment. And I, I think the really important thing to remember is that if you feel silly and it doesn't work and it ruins the mood or, you know, it feels screwed up, it's not the last time you can ever try it. Like you can reset. You can try it again tomorrow. You can try it again next week. Sex doesn't have to be the end of the world, right? These things don't have to be the end of the world. And one other strategy we talk about in our book is practicing, because obviously practicing these skills helps to cultivate comfort, practicing with different emphasis on different syllables. So that's, I'm just kidding. Different emphasis on different words. So I could say, would you like to get nasty tonight, right? Or I could say, hang on, I'm, I'm trying. I'm setting myself up. Would you like to get nasty tonight? Or I could say... Would you like to get nasty? <laughs> <laughs> or I could say, would you like to get nasty tonight? Or I could say, would you get, hang on, sorry. Don't cut this, leave it in. <laughs> would you like to get nasty tonight? Right? So you can play with different emphasis. You can, you can whisper like, would you like to get nasty tonight? I want you to touch my penis. <laughs> <laughs> emphasis on the road. Oh, dear. Okay. I hope that we've given you some examples of lines you can try. I hope that we've broken it down with some reminders that you can use dirty talk to give directions or cultivate consent or describe what you're doing. I don't know if I talked about describing what you're doing, but for example, like I can look at you and say, I'm just going to unbutton your pants and then kind of make you wait and anticipate and look you in the eyes. Or I could say, I'm going to go lick right here. Do you like it? Right. So you can describe what you're doing. You can allude to what you're about to do. Uh, you can definitely live out fantasies in a role play or kind of imaginative fashion. We didn't talk about that. Right. Like we could play with different fantasies. I could ask you like, um, I don't know, we could be someone different. I could say like my my partner's out of town. Do you want to sneak around, right? So we can play with, actually, I was reading this thing today from just a survey, not a scientific study, that one of the most the po most popular role play for couples is to play strangers, right? That's a real turn on for me, like a total really? stranger. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know you. I don't want to <laughs> like you. I don't want to know about your, like, childhood. I just want to use you it. right now. Yeah, there's a scene from Six Feet Under. I know that's an old, old, old show where, was his name Nate? The Nate main guy? Was the main character, yeah. Nate and Brenda hook up in an airplane closet. Now, I know there's not an airplane, sorry, an airport closet. There are no closets in airports. In airplanes? Or, yeah, or airplanes. No, there's yeah. closets in airplanes. We just can't yeah, fit in them. Yeah, very small closet. Yeah. And yeah, they hook up and they don't talk and they say something like, and this is how I remember it. Okay, this was like 15 years ago I watched this scene. But I remember, I just love that they, they didn't talk. They didn't know each other's names. They just 
hooked up. So that's like, and that's again, so I'm telling you a fantasy. So that's something you could play with. It could be around punishment. It could be around dominance. It could be around submission. It could be sweet and playful. It can be romantic, non-monogamous. So I just want to remind people that it can be all of these things and it doesn't have to be perfect. And obviously you can have fun with it. Uh, Like even this conversation, I've derived something out of it personally with you and it hasn't been all serious. Oh, really? It's been fun in games. It's been fun in games. <laughs> am I allowed to do a British accent, even though I'm not British? You're yes, British. You I am British. You're a British citizen. I am a British citizen. And yes, you can use a British accent. <laughs> I don't think that one British person's <laughs> permission is going to cut it for me. So I'm, I'm just going to... Can I be Arnold more often? I don't know, because I'm not Austrian, and I don't know how that how that's going to go over. But yeah. um, Arnold has a very distinct voice. and He would pummel me. Yes, you would definitely lose that one. I would. So I just want to encourage people to explore this. You don't have to do everything and anything. You don't have to love dirty talk. Uh, Certainly talking about sex during sex leads to better sex. And part of that talk can be dirty talk. And learning to seduce with your words is also just a skill that can enhance your sex life in so many ways and improve overall communication. And for me, what dirty talk does is it intensifies whatever feeling I'm going for. So like you started by saying that I want to feel desired, but that's not the only thing I want to feel. Like I like a sense of risk. I like being told I'm something I'm not. Like that good girl thing is such an interesting thing to me when I think about the few times like when you'll tell me I'm a good girl. Like I love it. I'm not going to say anything more than that. I'm just going to leave it there. But really you can use your words to bring fantasy to life and I think that's a really nice bridge between fantasizing about something and actually doing that something I think that cultivating it with language especially for folks who are audio can be really powerful if you're more visual just watching a porn like a watching a porn of that scene but watching porn that depicts that type of thing might be another way to enhance it so I'm gonna leave it at that hopefully folks will try something new uh, maybe emulate Brandon's I'm sorry to everyone accent today who yeah that was sorry to me I am sorry to you but I did (laughs) It was funny. So, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to remind you to check out iobatoys.com for the Oh My See. Also, check out the demo that I will be posting on my Instagram shortly and use code Dr. Jess to save. They got some big savings. I believe it's 30% and it really is a unique and cool clitoral massager with this silent massaging pearl. So do check them out. Thanks for chatting with me, babe. Thank you. Thanks for talking dirty to me. You're welcome. We never got to the part where you said what you want to hear. You know what? We'll save that for another episode. You mean private in bed. Exactly. Yeah, you you snuck around that one. Thanks, folks, wherever you're at. Hope you have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life. Improve your life.